Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you.
we shake the drum or stand with it tonight. I'm going to take sure to beat you up. I'm going to go ahead and get down. Dance was. No. <laughs> we voted today that my kids and grandbabies that we kind of see, so they, they like a grandpa and grandma, aren't they? So we, uh, I think they kind of got adopted. Yeah, amen. Amen. They some good Okay. I think C is all I can play.
And this is weird. We say, what do you do when you're sick? And we say, <laughs> yeah. What do you do for exercise? Believe it or not. <laughs> Go to church. Because you know what? It's, it's, it's everything. Yes. You ought to be the center of everything you do. Amen. Mark, the fourth chapter of the 26th verse. Thank you all for the room, the basket. I don't know who made the basket, but it was like you were divinely anointed and inspired of God. Can we come back the weekend? We need a new basket. But uh, but everything, the meals, thank you, Pastor, for everything. Mark 4 and 26, and he said, So is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed in the ground. Everybody say, he put seed in the ground. And he should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Would you look at your neighbor and say, he don't know how. Look at another neighbor and say, he put a seed in the ground. And if something grew from it. Look, I've got to stand up here probably close to 45 minutes and I'm having to say everything. Y'all struggling just a few minutes. He put a seed in the ground and something happened and he don't even know how it happened. That's the bottom line. Everybody put your Bibles down, clap your hands, shout, God bless the Word. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I would like to preach this to you and break it down. I was talking to your pastor today and he was, man, he was giving these, I don't know what words they were, Jewish or Hebrew or, or something, but man, he was telling me meanings of words and and, um, and, and I'm like, I'd like to preach this to y'all in Greek and Hebrew, but I, I don't know Greek and Hebrew, so I just want to preach in English. I can say, Cuanto dice Gloria a Dios? Amen. Amen. Dios has a key. Amen. But as far as I can go with that, too. And I gave y'all just a little Indian. Somebody said that they didn't really believe it was, but I preached a little bit of an Indian dialect. And I think the problem is you're jealous because you can't say as much as I can. I went, what's your brother? What, what's your brother in the back that dances so much? I went back here to try to learn that Indian dance and rain dance, and I think I outdone him. And somebody looked out there, and I think it may be raining right now. And it wasn't his doing that. Anyway. But here's the kingdom of God. I'm going to break it down as simple as could be. This man who's a farmer puts a seed in the ground and it grows. He goes and does what he's supposed to do and that's what he's supposed to do and do everything he's supposed to do. And when he does it, this thing grows up. He don't know how. There's some people, I had, a, I had an assistant pastor one time. I mean, he had all the stuff. You know, he'd look at this. This, the speakers, oh, that's a PVPR 12. That started, they started making that in 2004. And there was a company in Mississippi, and he started making it. Oh, you're, you're weird. People don't do that. 
just weird. But he had all that. But this man here, he just knew if he would do the right steps and do everything right, that it would happen right. And the bottom line is, if you serve God right and you do what you're supposed to do, you can depend on God. You plant, you're going to reap. You do your part, God will do His part. You can depend on Him. We're living in a world of trouble. People are losing their mind. It's a world of problems. What's, what's going to happen? I think we're supposed to start wearing masks again. If they do that, we can't go to church again. No, I'm just telling you, we worry about these things, but I know that God has this. God is in control. I don't care what comes or goes in this world. God is still in control. And if I do everything that I'm supposed to do, God's going to take care of me. Brothers and sisters, you can depend on I went to the doctor. The, the doctor started giving me these, this medicine. He, he said, "Can you? Can you? Uh, are you having any problems?" I said, "I can't sleep at night." He so he started giving me a pill. Man, I could sleep. Saw visions, but I could sleep. <laughs> then I went back. He said, "Any problem? Did you sleep more? I'm sleeping good, but I can't wake up." He said, "Take this." So I get more to sleep and. Wanted to wake up and I had all these pills and I, you, you heard of why I was, I was becoming a pillow. And I was taking these pills and, and I'm like, man, you know, and it's just in the stress and the pressure and this equipment. I'm, I'm not condemning you, but we're living in a world that's trying to get our minds. If they can get us fearing, amen, fearing the world and fearing things, he knows he can get you. If he's got you always worrying, he knows he can get you. And you want to take this and fight this. I've been through depression. I've been through trials. And I learned to lean on him. I'm not preaching against medicine. I, I, I lost my thyroid to cancer. And I, I have to take a pill every day in my life, a supplement. If I didn't take it, I, I, I may go crazy and kill everybody in here. And I can't even remember if I took it today or not. But I, I, you know, it would just, it would be crazy. But I'm just telling you something. That's what the devil wants to get control and put you in fear and put you in bondage. And you don't have to go out there and do drugs for him to put you in bondage. You don't have to go to the bar room. He can have you sitting on the pew, scared in fear of everything. But I'm come to tell you there is a God that wants to help you, that wants to deliver you. If you come in this house of God and you do the way you're supposed to do, do your part, I promise you, God will do his part. When God began to deal with me about going on the mission field, I didn't want to go to on the mission field. Third world country. I didn't want to go there. I fought going there. I'm like, God, I don't want to go. And so God punished me and he sent me to the state of Mississippi. <laughs> Never been there. 
You just don't know. I had a neighbor and pastor with a friend of mine. And he had that green thumb. He could grow the best tomatoes. Anybody like tomatoes? He could grow the prettiest tomatoes. So I called him and I said, hey, hey my brother, I, I'm, I'm settling down here in Mississippi and, and, um, I, and I, I want to know how to grow tomatoes. He said, okay. He said, you need to, and he began to tell me what to do, and he said, you got to get some, um, is it okay to say manure here? He said, uh, thank God. He said, you get some chicken manure. I'm like, okay. I'm hyper. Now, you couldn't tell it to me, but I'm very, very hyper. So I go down, I take my little Nissan truck, I go down to the, they have a chicken house there close to us, people, and, and I said, can I have some, or should, can I have some chicken manure? And he's, he had to be a Christian, he was so kind. He said, you can have all of it you want. I thought, what a good man. So I load up the back of my truck, literally load up the back of my truck. I'm throwing some tomatoes. I get home, I call him, so I got chicken manure now. What do I need for what I'm doing? He said, you get you about a coffee can of chicken manure. I said, a coffee can? He said, yeah. I had enough chicken manure for Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. If I calculated right. And so I'm like, wow. I didn't say that. I said, do you need some? He said, yeah, I'd like to have some. So I took out a can. He had church that night. I didn't. I just brought him the rest. I'm a Christian too. But, but I, I've done everything just like this expert tomato growing. There ain't nothing like a good fresh tomato putting mayonnaise on bread and stuff. Oh, I'm it up in here right now. And, and I started doing I'd go out there every day and I'd look at those tomato plants and nothing was happening. It's like, man, I'm, I must not be doing something. I got spiritual enough but saying that I actually went and got some miracle grow. Mm. I put that miracle grow on there, something about to happen up in here. I put that miracle grow and, I, and it still didn't do nothing. I, I was invited off to preach a, a revival and, and I had frustrated myself like, what's wrong with this thing? I, these plants are not growing. And, and I went off a week and when I came back, I had some little bitty tomatoes growing. And then it wasn't long, I was slicing those tomatoes and eating them like an apple and eating them every which way. And what I found out was, you see, I can do everything I'm supposed to do, but until God says, here's the way it's going to happen, it don't happen. But when God said, okay, it's tomato time, it's tomato time. And when God says, this is the way it's going to work, and he says, I'll put it on the fire for you, that is when it happened. You can't force it. You can't make it. But if you learn to wait on God, God will cause it to come to pass. Come on now. Come on now. But you got to do your part. I was a missionary in, 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 in a third world country. People were poor. But I'm going to tell you, there is a principle we call, called paying your tithes. It works no matter where you at. Rich, poor, Everything you need to be faithful to God with your tithes and offerings. And so and when people would come to me and, and they would say, you know, I, I taught you got to pay your tithe. My tithes was oranges and apples and, and or oranges and and, 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 and mangoes and, and whatever they had that they would grow, they'd bring it. 
I, I was driving the church bus one day, and a woman steps on and said, Pastor Cristo, hermano, and she, again, this morning, she handed me her ties. It was in a bag, and the bag started jumping around. I'm like, what's in here? She said, boy, it's a chicken. I said, this would you take it home and kill it and bring it back to me naked? She paid her tithes. And so the principle of giving to God, it works for everybody. The principle of being faithful to God, it works for everybody. Amen. And you've got to apply. When people would come to see me, I had this little gospel record book. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Same women. I had this little gospel record book. And in that book, come, they said, we're going through this, we're having this. And I'd look at it. I'm like, well, here's the problem. You know, you've been three months. There's no activity here. You have lived three months without an income. That's, that's a miracle. I know you're wondering how they do that. But they wouldn't be faithful. I'm like, there's the problem. But when I would look in there and I'd see the activity, I'm saying, listen, I don't understand it. I don't know why you're going through what you're going through, but I can guarantee you that God has a plan for you. And you're being faithful to God. He's not forgot you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to let you down. You can depend on Him. Amen. People have to be faithful. We, we had an old Cajun man in my, in my dad's church. He'd stand up and he'd say this. I come to tell you, when the good Lord do something, He does it right. I come to let you know that when God shows up, He does it right. Things will drive you crazy. You'll lose your mind wondering how I'm going to make it. But if you're doing what you're supposed to do, if you're clapping your hands, if you're paying the tithes and offering, if you're worshiping God, just wait, something's on its way. You can depend on God. There's a song that says, He's an on-time God.
pastor and people don't understand. We think it's all about fried chicken, but we worry about you. We pray about you. When you don't show up, uh, we wonder, where are you? What's wrong with them? Are they backslide? Did they rob a bank? Did they, uh, whatever. Amen. And we worry about you. Come on now. That's right. I got a text about three in the morning that woke me up and says, Pastor, I can't sleep. Pray for me. I text back, you big dummy, I can't either now. <laughs> I'm a little different. We try to intellectually figure things out. How are we going to make this work? I don't know why God chose the blood. And people want you to explain. I don't have a re I don't want to have a total understanding, but I do know about the sacrifice. And I just thank God for the blood. Could he have done it in a cleaner, nicer way? Just no more thank God for the blood. I don't know how he's gonna I, I look around here and think, I don't know how they're doing all this, but I see a miracle. Praise God, praise God. For Brother Jonathan Alviar, and, and they owed a million dollars on their church, and a anonymous man in one week's time paid it all for him. What I'm telling you that God, you want to respond to that? I'm telling you that God's got miracles. You ought to shout with everything you have. I receive it. Take care of it. 
And so he said, well, thank you. And he's trying to be such a gentleman. He's trying to move on. And the guy kept it. Oh, just meet me in the morning at the bank. I'll take care of it. And he's like, okay, we're not going to be able to have this meeting because this guy, you know. He's like, okay, take care of Uber. That is. That may be who we're waiting for right now. He needs the door open. But so he just said, I'm going to humor him. And he takes him, they meet at the bank, and for some reason the man left out, and he looked at the, he said, look, this is where this preacher needs to build this church, and he's got the Holy Ghost. And, and so he's looking at the banker, and the banker said, whatever he says you can have, it's good. It's took care of. Here's this man that we're sitting here thinking God's got this, this, and this. God sent a hippie. <laughs> I'm just telling you that God can send you a hippie that'll walk in here and say, I'll take care of it. You're like, you're right here, but Amen. You came up from a bicycle. I don't care. When God sends it, and when He does it, He does it right. It may not be the way you think it ought to be. It may not come how you think it ought to come. But God
pick up the phone and say, hey, hey, Mr. Meter Reader, water fix it, man. Water ain't getting to my meter. It is your problem. And if not, we get to the other side and we start looking for broken pipes and problems. I'm telling you, living with God is the same way. If you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, pick up the Holy Ghost phone and say, hey, Jesus, I've been faithful. I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do.
get right there, praise and pray with him. I'm going to tell you something. Just go ahead and keep on worshiping God. Amen. We can get so finicky about how God's got to do things that we'll get messed up. I'm coming to let you know that it may not happen the way you think it ought to be. When, when I went on the mission field, I was finicky. I wouldn't eat after people. I wouldn't drink after people. Mission field will change that. Amen. I, I love my children. But when they were small, kids drool and drain a lot. And I'm going to lose it. I had to put hot sauce on everything. You know why? I didn't, I just didn't know it was gross. But, but when I got on the mission field, amen, you feel God doing something for you since in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. When I got on the mission field, I, 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 I just had to learn. I, I would check all my glass and I'd check everything and make sure it was clean. And, and somewhere in all of that, I, I started a, house, a church in a house. And, and, and what's, the, what's the drink that they make out of rice? And they would use the, the raw sugar cane and stuff it close to the top and they'd bring it to me. And I was told that, hey, if you're going to win these people, you've got to eat and drink what they give you. And and so I would I would get that that whatever it is, and it would float to the top. And I'd look at it, and I'm like, I'd blow that floating stuff across the glass, get a sip, and, and I I just don't like it. And I'd wait till she'd go back inside, and I'd take that drink, and I'd throw it out, and the dogs and the chickens would holler. And I'd, I'd sit there again. Amen. I'm going somewhere, so you got to hear this. And and, and 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 finally, every time I think I'm going to get it down here, she'd come, oh, hermano, necesito más, and she'd pour me some more. I'm like, God, I don't want any more. But I got a winner to God. And I kept on, and I'm finally like, I, you know what about God? If they say she, you know, I, it's heaven or hell, and, and she's used to the heat. I quit drinking it and, and, and still, I don't know if I won or not, but but I was so finicky. But I'm gonna tell you, I, I remember, I remember preaching a meeting in, in, in the states, and this 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 it was a small pulpit like this, and and. Back behind me, there was there was a, uh, a large uh, the large glass of orange juice, and I thought it was for me. And so I'm preaching. I turn back and I get me a sip of orange juice, and I preach a little bit and reach back and get a sip of orange juice, something to think about if I come back, and they, they give you fresh squeezed orange juice, and and, I, and it just cuts the flame and so much easier. And so I sip a little bit, and and finally I'm, I'm finally like oh. Um, I reached back part and I look and that preacher was sitting there and he takes a sip. I'm like, the Holy Ghost anointing didn't leave but it ducked its head for a moment. I'm like, oh my Lord. And so I sit there and I said, I'll just get by some way. I won't drink it. I, and I, I got cotton mouth and finally I got so thirsty. I ran back there and I grabbed that glass of orange juice. And I, I looked around it from the most lipless looking place I could find. And I said, this is my side. And I got me a drink and went back to preaching. I'm going to tell you how we get we get so finicky that when you finally thirst after him enough, you'll say, wait a minute. I don't care where I sit from it. I don't care where I drink from it. I don't care what's going to happen. I just want to drink from the well. It don't have to be my favorite preacher. You know Somebody don't like, you look around their hands on your back and they pray for me. I'll just wait. No, if you're going to get something from God, 
start digging a footing. You got enough money for shovels? I said, I can afford shovels. We started digging shovels. The woman that owned the bar hated me. She'd walk by the property we'd working on, and she'd look at me, and she'd say stuff, and I'd say, not only do we own this, but we're going to get your bar and turn it into a youth center. She said, you'll never get it. I said, in Jesus' name, we'll get it. Come on. She said, you never get it. I said, in Jesus' name, it's going to go on to us. Come on. We still ain't got that. But anyway. <laughs> her daughter's in our church. Her grandbabies are in that church there. Hallelujah. Her son-in-law's in the church. Her nieces and nephews in the church. And then one of her nephews probably is in the wheel that when she dies, he gets the bar. He's married to my daughter. Where there's a wheel, there's a way. We took footing. I needed $5,000. Brother Ray Majors called me on a Sunday morning. He said, Brother Jonah, we felt that to take up an offering this morning. He said, it's amazing. They responded. We're dropping you a check in the mail in the morning for 5000 Not a penny more, not a penny less. We started digging for people walk by us. That's going to be the biggest, prettiest church of truth right here in the whole country. And people walk by, and I, as I was doing it, I'm, now I'm starting to use up the 5000 I'm nervous. I need another 5000 I get a phone call in the day after I run out of money. Another 5000 We never stop building. Today there's schools, there's houses, there's, there's a big two-story building sitting there. There's dining halls, there's dormitories there. But it all started with praying with you all. This is all I can do is pray. But I'm going to do it. All I can do is drive a stake, but brother, I'm a stake driving dude. I'll drive the stake. I'm not that good with a shovel, but here I go. I don't know how it's going to work, but God said build it here. What are you doing? I'm just putting the seed in the ground and going my way and waiting on God to bring it to Listen, I really am closing. There was this man who had toiled all night long. He's straining his nets. He's weary. He's tired. He has not caught anything. Jesus comes walking by and says, Hey, Pete, catch any fish? No, they're not moving out there. The master of the wind, the maker of the sea, looked at him and said, go back out there and cast the net again. He could have had this attitude, look, my grandpa was a fisherman, my daddy was a fisherman, I'm a fisherman, they're not moving out there. That's not what he did. He said, we've toiled all night long, we're weary, we're hungry. Thou word. Where are you going? I'm going fishing. 
just tell you, there's people in this building that says, God told me, and I know I love this, and I don't understand. You preach a revival in closing, would you stand? I preach a revival in Georgia. This rough, rough looking man came in, sat on the back seat, large church. 700 people, but I spotted him. And you could see the wages of sin was all over him. He was scarred and beat up and, and worn and, and, and sin had taken his toll. He, was, he looked so bad. And I preached that morning and conviction fell. Now watch this man make his way up the aisle weeping. He fell at the altar. The pastor's wife ran. They were older people. She ran and just fell over the top of them weeping. I saw the pastor go down and he grabs him and he's weeping. I'm like, who is this? Man said, that's the pastor's son. That morning, God filled this man with the Holy Ghost in his rough, broken, torn condition. The mother said, the pastor's wife said, Brother Joyner, for over 20 years, every day I'd say, God, I gave him to you. I raised him in church. I've done everything. She said, the more I prayed, the worse it got. Said it wasn't long that he, he, he stole from everybody, steal from the church, steal from them. Nobody wanted to grab his wife left and said, I don't want nothing to do with you. Don't you ever call me restraining orders? Everything. His kids hated him. His parents couldn't even let him come around because he'd steal. He'd get another hit to buy more drugs. She said, I kept picking up a death. And going back fishing again. <laughs> the next time I go back to preach there about a year later, I see this man in a suit. I thought he looks familiar. And I look and he's in the choir. His kids are in the choir. He's playing the saxophone that his parents raised in the church to play. I watch his wife and his kids line up on the pew serving God after 20 years of hopelessness. Mama kept going back with that net. I'm going again. I don't understand it. I don't know how you can work this out. But I know that you're God. And I know that you can fix it in anybody. I don't know how. But I know who. Only Jesus can help me. It's time to move. It's time to pray. Amen. It's time to seek God. Sir, if you're here and you feel like there's no hope for you, God sent me from New Mexico to tell you He wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you. Well, God's got to work for you. It's not too late. He can put broken pieces together. He can take addiction out of your heart. God wants to help you. Pray, 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 pray. He specializes in what you're going through. He specializes in helping you. 
in peace. Would you pray for my granddaughter? Oh, God, God, you're